In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho, please. Oh my God! What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news. And politics. What a Monday. Sammy, were you able to enjoy your weekend at all? Mm, I mean, it was it was fine. Um, the weather in New York City didn't help. Sorry for that boring, annoying comment about the weather. Um, I did see yeah. a lot of people sharing the sentiment that the weather was poor nationwide. Yeah. Except you, you jerks, where it's always beautiful. We know it was beautiful. Right. I mean, on some level, you know, what's that? What's that poem? Like, there's good times and there's whatever. My point is that, you know, let's just like have a really shitty time and then maybe soon it'll be a good time where we're feeling good about something. You know, I mean, obviously the abortion issue and the loss of our reproductive rights is not going away. It's probably incredibly acute at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, The headlines flying were not inspiring. And yeah, I think I also think uh, the fact that it was Mother's Day was interesting. And, you know, I texted you this yesterday, but I really feel like Mother's Day was truly the final frontier of non-politicized holidays. And Mm -hmm. that is no longer the case because, you know, every, you know, I saw just so many things that were and my my own post included, but Mm -hmm. that were laden with like, well, I'm grateful to be a mother and to have had the choice. And I do see a very common sentiment just sort of around, and I think this comes, you know, becomes more obvious as we all get older and know more, you know, women who have growing through different types of pregnancies and experiences mm-hmm. with parenting and birthing. And I think actually motherhood does make people more pro-choice in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I feel like it's something that's not really mentioned enough that it's 60% of people who get abortions are already mothers. And like, you just think about, we're going to talk about this a lot on tomorrow's episode, but it's just like crazy. That It's crazy to impose your beliefs on anybody. But just the gall to think that you know better how to family plan than the people in that family is just nuts. Like, you know, like, it's just crazy that you think a family, you know better than a mother and a father or a set of same-sex couples, whether they are in a position to provide a fulfilling and adequate and safe and healthy life for another human being. It's just so gross. Right. And I know we want to anchor this conversation in like choice is the fundamental right. At the same time, I think that there is something to be said about like the actual fear of life-threatening consequences of this for women nationwide, because it's really not just about do we want to add an extra person to our family and all the considerations that come along with that? It really becomes, can my body physically handle another pregnancy? And, you know, 
should women have to sort of live in fear that if they accidentally got pregnant, if something goes wrong, that they wouldn't be able to make the full range of medical choices? And that is a really, really scary thought. Not even, you know, at that point, it becomes the person who just doesn't want to have a kid is you're grateful that this kid you don't want came without risk or medical trauma. And that is what really scares me that like, this is a healthcare problem. And obviously, I believe in anchoring this against just you should have the freedom, the choice, the privacy. But at the same time, it's actually very frightening from a health standpoint. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you too. And I mean, like in a there are sort of like slight parallels to like the beginning of the same sex marriage kind of like campaign, which really was oriented around like, we are like you, we are just like straight couples. So I feel like as much as the focus on the moralizing can be a little bit upsetting, you're right. Like it's important in this moment to draw attention to the fact that we are not equipped as a nation to handle the consequences of forcing birth. Like literally this country, we we talk about it plenty of times. People die in childbirth at insane rates. Black women die in childbirth. It's like very fucking unsafe for them to have to have kids. And I've, I definitely agree, especially over the weekend, I saw just the concept of the forced birth of it all is something that seems to finally be meant like entering, you know, the mainstream. This A, a friend of mine put it, it's kind of the best I've ever seen it. She, her name's Karina K. Claudine, I think is her last name. And she recently had a kid and she was like turning, it's a clump of cells, but turning this clump of cells into a human baby was the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. And like to impose that on somebody else is just crazy. And the, and the viral clip of um of Senator Gillibrand, like it is barbaric. I mean, our listeners that have given birth know like it's, it's crazy to force anyone to do that. Like if you forced that kind of pain or carnage on anybody else, any jury would convict you. I also think that we talk about this in terms of we deserve this choice and, you know, this sets women back. Every time I hear someone say, oh, this sets women back, I'm like, yeah, you are making no one cares. Like you're doing what they want to happen. But mm-hmm. when you make that point, so that's not a salient right, point. Right, right. Brett Kavanaugh people. is like, oh, in that case. <laughs> right. In that case, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the or they, maybe they wouldn't say that, but. But I think when you put it in the terms of like, this is a health, this is going to be a health crisis, that is much scarier and that is much more, and that's actually what I think are really going to be the worst consequences of this. Because if you think about like, maybe all of the traumatic pregnancies and childbirth stories that you've heard, I would wager to bet that there are about four times as many amongst people you know then you don't even know that you're not even aware of because most people don't talk about these things or they happen like, you know, just they're not spoken about publicly or on social media or they, you know, they're private. They're they're private. They're things yeah. that happen in medical facilities or your home or whatever it is. And the truth is that like, imagine if four times as many things as you're aware of could have resulted in long-term like health consequences or death. Like that is frightening to think about. And I just don't really understand how I think maybe once people are more cognizant of like what that what that actually will look like, it becomes mm-hmm. so much more than, you know, a, a choice question. Yeah. Th- one of the things that makes me 
especially sick is like Tate Reeves, the Mississippi governor. He was on State of the Union yesterday. And Mississippi is also a state. This is something the White House, specifically Kamala Harris, is working really hard on is getting these goddamn states to just accept Medicaid expansion for postpartum because a lot of them want to take it away, you know, a couple of months after. But postpartum, like mortality, can refer to anything in like the next year, basically, of something happening to you, whether it's like depression or just some sort of hemorrhage or sepsis. And Mississippi has refused to expand Medicaid to poor women. It is going to force to have children. Like, how? I mean, it's it's incredibly upsetting also once you put into perspective the full extent to which these lawmakers truly do not understand the realities of birthing, of pregnancy, and how you don't just – you don't just like – there's no medicine, obviously, and diagnosing is not a sci- – it's not a perfect – it's not math. It's sometimes you don't know how things are going to go. Sometimes doctors have – different opinions, like why you get a second opinion. And Mm -hmm. the idea that like you can legislate something as subjective as the risk to the health of the mother or risk of death to the mother is just ridiculous because not every doctor is going to have the same opinion. And then also in situations, your health can deteriorate in seconds. One second you're Mm -hmm. hemorrhaging and one second you're not. Like it's just... The idea that the government should be able to legislate the full range of choice of medical procedures is going to cause deaths. And it's Without a doubt. so scary. Without a doubt. It has. It has already, probably. I mean, there's going to be a name. We'll know it soon where, and Elisa said this, that like, this will be the name we remember. We'll remember it like we remember the name, you know, like Jane Roe in a sense, where that will be the woman that died because she literally had no access. And since this draft opinion came out, some states seem hella emboldened to take this even farther. Because as we said yesterday, like the big moment last week wasn't just like, I'm sure like, I'm sure you did too, Sammy. Like yesterday was such a, or last week was such a whirlwind that I kind of spent the weekend kind of like processing. And and you and I were just saying this, like I didn't really actually like cry until this morning. It kind of just all, it was in adrenaline mode, like fight or flight, but just like my instinct is always to find a path. And even though the paths are usually not very clear for most of the things we don't want to get done, this one is just like the consequences are so like there's I just feel helpless. And I know a lot of people do. And it's probably not helpful to people look to us for what to do. And there are there are actions. But we knew this was going to happen. And everybody that's an expert on this told us this was going to happen. But it's still just like after they drop this opinion, if it doesn't change, like 13 states are going to prosecute doctors who try to end pregnancies. Well, you're also you're I know you're about to run down like some of the headlines we saw which I think really like hammered in the it is worst case you know, scenario. Of, you know, the real feeling of worst case scenario of it all. Also like during the week like we were busy, like you know, you're working, right. you're trying, you're you're also in sort of like This is how everyone fight else feels mode. all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, fight mode, but then you know when you get a few minutes to sort of process it in silence and without a task like that you're gonna you know turn that mm-hmm. feeling into it's real and it hits you it's really really ups- like another level of you know the headline that made me cry and i'll get to it the headline that every woman in the louisiana state senate opposes abortion rights even the two democrats all of them Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Do you want to add something before we talk through Louisiana? <laughs> Tell me if you've had any feelings on this. I'm going to bring it up because I know many listeners are around our age and our phase in life. I hate to say this because I feel like I always say, like, I'm not going to let my own personal plans be impacted by the actions of lawmakers. But it really did make me feel like both like terribly afraid to have a child, but also like kind of determined to have one, but also like too scared for the child's sake to have one. And like, you know, I've always kind of really wanted a girl, but then I'm like, maybe I wouldn't want to impose that. But then, you know, you have no control and, you know, you're lucky to have any or who knows? That's the thing. It just added another wrench of uncertainty into that whole question for me. And not that I think it will ultimately change my own family planning, I don't think, but it did give me a new level of feeling that I did not have before, despite all the really bad things that are already happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've really let my brain go there because I feel like if I'm going to have a kid, I've already just like decide, like, I'm just like, yeah, there are worlds. They're not going to have any water. (laughs) Where are they going to get water? Where are we going to live? I don't know. Filter straw. I don't know. Yeah. I feel a little bit more, I don't know. I, I just do have hope that if we can keep this energy that we can make something amazing happen in the midterms and pursue like an actual path to just finally making this something that is no longer debatable. But I'm definitely exhausted by the idea of it. And I feel like this is just like their issue. And this is, there are, the Republican Party has nothing to offer politically. They have no good policies. Anti-abortion people are very, very motivated. A lot of them I think are mentally unwell. They are deluded and they will always turn out for these people. But like, I don't know, I saw a TikTok over the week, like eventually they're going to die, you know, but I did. I mean, there was something about this that like now it's like if if states are like this, just imagine in many states, it's like you don't know you're pregnant at six weeks. And so just to be in a state of life where you're not quite ready for a kid and you're not sure if that happened, what movie you would go to, you even consider the fact that that choice wouldn't be yours is quite jarring for sure. Yeah. I mean, also there is like 5% of me that has this one tiny little flicker of optimism that because of 1% how- 1% with a tiny flicker. Amazing. No, no, no. 5%. 5% oh, got it. Oh, 5%. Thanks for clarifying. Tiny flicker of optimism that because public opinion is so pro-choice and because I think ultimately like the cat's out of the bag, like women have been in- the workforce. We have our credit cards. We have our bank accounts. We have our homes. Not us personally, but in theory, we could, you know, (laughs) if we could. That's Um, the idea. Yeah, that's the concept. I don't see that, like, 
working. Like, like I don't think they can, as much as they want to create this Christo-fascist Handmaid's Tale life, like, I just don't see logistically how it will work. So there is a flicker of optimism in me that it will cause a an opposite reaction where men, there is going to actually be some sort of equivalent reaction where like men are now liable for more like child support earlier or mm-hmm. me, you know where it's like if you really want to go by those standards then the men Elwood are going standards, to be masturbatory emissions yeah. could be termed reckless abandonment I mean why stop fucking there yeah right like not that well that will actually become you know the reality but that there will be a or backlash it to, yeah where ultimately it does somehow put men as liable in certain states and that scares them all enough that they're like, oh, maybe we don't do it. Right. I know. I just think that that, we, that's these, how that would require got, those lawmakers actually being, oh, yeah, that's I mean, true. that was ultimately the like logic that RBG used to, in, on the basis of sex, was that it was like she found basically a man's interpretation to get the woman's advantage. Mm-hmm. So- I don't know. I mean, I see, I definitely see that being like suggested and it doesn't, you know, women are half of the world. So, right. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. We'll talk about Women's Health Protection Act, and even if that's probably not going to go through, and even if it did, I mean, I don't know how long that would pause anything, but to stay on Louisiana for a second, there have been a few really gnarly bands that have sort of like dropped since last week. But uh, Louisiana is really extra about this because they want to punish women who get abortions as murderers. That is actually unusual for abortion bans that usually target providers. Or they try to like suggest that there's this like big drug distribution conspiracy around medication abortion. So the House Committee for the Administration of Criminal Justice in Louisiana advanced a bill seven to two that would treat anyone who undergoes or administers abortion as a murderer. The potential penalty for this is life in prison. And this considers the pregnancy to begin at fertilization. So critics say that this bill, as they have been warning, could make it illegal to use certain kinds of emergency contraception and fertility treatments. And this is interesting because Right to Life actually opposes this ban. This is how the, quote, pro-life movement gets its sheen, is that they stand against punishing women. They say it's not pro-life to punish women. You have to punish the providers. So even they oppose this. And as I mentioned 
Every woman in the Louisiana State Senate opposes abortion rights. The last woman who was in the Louisiana Senate to support preserving abortion rights, she resigned last month. I kind of want to find out who she is and get her on the podcast <laughs> and figure out yeah. what that was all about. But there are Democratic women in the Louisiana State Senate who are actively pursuing restrictions on abortion rights, specifically the ones that the right to life likes, like criminalizing providers. Louisiana's crazy. I mean, I think they have an anti-abortion rights governor who probably wouldn't sign this one into law, but like, and that's right next to Texas. So this whole area is just going to be completely hostile to to abortion rights. And Sammy, this, I mean, you were talking about this earlier, but like, I was curious if you wanted to sort of touch on this as somebody who has pursued creating a family with embryos, like how this kind of dialogue hits you. This gets really sticky because this does not allow you to freeze embryos. This Is the idea that you cannot freeze them because if you freeze them, surely one would have to be discarded? Or is the idea like you can freeze them, you have to implant all of them, but can't you, they can die when you thaw them. So sorry. Yeah, no, you're getting it on the head. Okay. Yeah, but ultimately, that's not why they're doing it. They're course, doing it about course. controlling, which is like you can see in what was it? Um, Marsha Blackburn suggested that only married people should be able should, to right. obtain contraception. So it's like, sure, maybe they'd be like, oh, only married people can have IVF and then like have to ensure that all of the embryos are like. I don't know, because ultimately you can't ensure that all the fertilized embryos, not all fertilized embryos are destined to work. I had all fertilized embryos and none of them made it to like an acceptable phase of growth. Like none of them would have been babies if they were fertilized inside of me. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense. It doesn't like make any medical sense. And that's where it's like these people medically, again, it doesn't make any sense. The other part that gets sticky about this to me is that, okay, so if you're going to punish the women, there's so many, this is where it gets like, are you going to prove that women caused their own miscarriages? Is that what people are going to try to prove? Are women who have unprotected sex just going to take a lot of drugs and alcohol so that they make sure that the pregnancy doesn't work and then you're Mm -hmm. going to criminalize them for doing that. Like, I just don't understand logistically how do you know when an egg was fertilized? How do you know, like, which sex was tied to any given pregnancy a lot of the time? Right. Then it becomes, like, how are you knowing when everyone is doing what? Like, it's just all is so gets so sticky. <laughs> like, you would need a safe haven for semen. Like you would yeah. have to require, like literally be like, ah, where's the cup? We have to draw. Oh, what are you doing today? Well, at first I have to draw out my semen. If that's where, like if, if we're right. saying it's up to Samuel Alito, when life begins, then he can decide whenever the fuck he wants. You also just don't know when there's, like in theory, then every sex, every time you have unprotected sex is considered holy. Because there could have been a baby, even though that's not physically possible to get pregnant at all, for a woman to get pregnant at all times of the month. Like it, then this is where you get into like really, really messy stuff. And again, where I think the reaction is like, then why aren't men responsible for their ejaculation and what becomes of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really. The answer like, is because they're just not. They're just not. Women are responsible for everything. This is where the religion stuff, I think, gets like a little picky and choosy because, okay, like for example, like in Orthodox Judaism, the people who like will, the same system of belief that will allow you to get an abortion 
in the health of the mother, physical or mental, you're not supposed to like waste seed. Mm-hmm. Like you're not supposed to use condoms. Like there's only birth control or you might have a baby. Like, you know, so in that case, it's like, okay, so they're they're also legis they're also, you know, religiously legislating, so to speak, against the wasted, quote unquote, mm-hmm. sperm. So that so like, okay, is the legal system suggesting that they're going to start doing something similar? Because that seems like what they want. I mean, absolutely. But the answer is probably no, because the way that our system is designed is just to punish women. But you're right. There has to be some sort of like, I don't know, what is the creative approach? Then like get Democrats and state legislators to propose like, all right, if you like, if you don't pull out, then you could be owed child support. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But maybe you're right. Like, I think I think it will take these zealots pursuing those for people to be like, oh, oh, because actually maybe you're right. Like, Maybe I give them almost too much credit. Like they're crazier. It's not just about women. It's about like forcing birth and they'll do what they need to do to men to make it happen. It's like I could charitably say they don't understand how things work or I could say that they are malicious and want to create a handmaid's tale kind of world. And it's somewhere on that spectrum. All right. So let's go back to Susan Murkowski. Susan Murkowski. Susan Mur- That's what we're calling her from now on. Susan Murkowski. We should honestly call her that. So yeah. This is what we're going to probably see this week and what to expect from this vote. So much like Susan Collins making a poor decision against all evidence presented to her, expect on Wednesday to be disappointed. Joe Manchin doesn't support abortion rights. Like this isn't even like, a, will he end the filibuster for this? No, because he has described himself as pro-life. He does not care. Always. Kristen Sinema won't vote to end the filibuster. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski also say they won't support bringing the Women's Health Protection Act to a vote. They have introduced a much narrower bill. I couldn't fully understand the difference. There's a huge difference between the two bill, but they want to bar states from imposing an undue burden on a woman's right to obtain an abortion before her fetus is viable. I'm confused by that because the Supreme Court is about to take away that right. So her their law would be immediate. Like, I guess both would because the Democrats bill explicitly invalidates any abortion ban or restriction before viability. You know, I think all of this shit that's happening in Congress is a distraction and whether it passes or not doesn't actually even matter. This is a grassroots state and court question, ultimately. Like, I don't really see what the only thing that I think Congress could do would be to expand the court, mm-hmm. which. Yeah, that's not in the Constitution. Also like a non-starter. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, don't you feel like the congressional conversation is like almost worthless? Yes, I do. I mean, I kind of assume that if one of these passed, then we could get maybe like a holdover option, like maybe then everybody would get there like in the meantime until a state was able to then successfully bring a case again, then the Supreme Court. But the thing is, the Supreme Court never had to take this case. They chose to. They chose to make it political. So they will again. It was settled. They're not going to be like, oh, we'll settle it. Like, this is what they wanted. So this is why it's bothersome to me when some of these people are against the filibuster and they're against like the, the Supreme because they Court don't really want to solve the problem. Choice. They don't really want to solve the problem. Right. Well, the only, yeah, the, the Supreme Court is is no longer, I guess the question is like, are we just going to discard it as a useful institution or are we going to expand it? Those are the only two options to me right now because it's, it's fucked up. It's broken. Look, like the congressional thing is like, ultimately that's, this is why it doesn't matter because they know what the consequences of their actions are. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, who are allegedly pro-choice. They know what, Ultimately, the consequences of their actions are just like John McCain knew that the consequence of his voting down 
on that AC on that ACA mm-hmm. repeal bill, he knew he could be like, you know what, I'm a Republican. I'm just going to do what we all do. He could be like, well, I'm pro health care, but I'm not pro this bill. He could have done it, but he knew what he was doing when he voted that down. Ultimately, they have the same choice. They know that they are in the same position to make the same choice. They can rationalize it any way they want, but ultimately the effect is the same. And they're choosing that they're choosing that. So they can call themselves on their website that they're pro-choice, but the consequence that they have, and that's just the end of it. Like, I don't care what they say. You can everyone can form their own opinions. Yeah. But ultimately, is the law getting passed? No. So it doesn't matter. And they know that they are that vote. They're not stupid. They've been playing this game long Yeah, enough. Lisa Murkowski knows. Lisa Collins. Now I don't even know <laughs> yeah. their names. Yeah. Lisa Murkowski yeah. knows she's that vote. Susan Collins knows she's that vote. They know. Another thing that has been pissing me off about this is there was a there was a little bit of a civility conversation that bubbled yeah. up over the they weekend. They also know they were, that that's they also know that's a bullshit distraction that they can use anytime they want. Yeah. This one was more upsetting because of just like on the ground reporting about it. So obviously there were protests at Brett Kavanaugh's house and Justice John Roberts' house over the weekend. I guess they're basically neighbors. Uh, so a group of about 100 people like traveled back and forth to each of their houses. And it's actually unclear if either of the justices were home. So it's not like the justices were like, get away from me, or they called the police. The disapproval mainly came from, of course, you know, the far right media that's like, how could you treat them like that? And just reporters talked to a lot of passersby that were neighbors, because there's one woman that lives in Brett Kavanaugh's neighborhood. Her name is Lacey Wooten Hallway. And she basically has been holding vigils and protests in front of his house like since 2018. She usually does it alone. She sometimes gets encouragements, but usually she's just ignored. And this time more neighbors are enraged and the protest was bigger. But the Washington Post talked about some people, like some neighbors that were sort of like going by. And one guy, like this quote is just very telling, told Bloomberg, this, the protesting, I don't agree with. I think you vote and you expand the court. You don't go to a guy's house. And there are just a lot of quotes like that that are that are neighbors saying, we agree with you, but just leave the nice neighbor man alone. And that's the kind of shit that I'm like, are you serious? Civility? You were choosing civility when this man lied in his Supreme Court hearing that was a sham to begin with? And he's going to outlaw rights for half the population? And you're like, you don't go to it. It's just crazy. It's like, you care about women that little. I can't deal with it. Right. I mean, like, if you don't think you go to a guy's house, then don't go to the guy's house. Like, that's right. your, you know, you don't have to go. Everyone, you know, here's the thing. Like, would I be like, yeah, I think this is a country where we should, like, be going to each other's houses to, for protests. But, like, this isn't, like, the beginning. This is a late-in-the-game action that's being taken by people, like, at the last minute. This isn't, like, you know, this wasn't their, like, first course of action, like, I kind of agree it's mm-hmm. on my favorite, but like I also I'm like, go, sure. They want to go. Like, I'm not like, you shouldn't go. Yeah, sure. You should go. It's a again to me, that is a personal, that is a matter of personal preference and expression. It's legal. And if that's how you choose to express they had the McCloskeys. <laughs> you're fine. Like, yeah, like right, right like exactly. No, is, like it gonna, McCloskey- is it gonna do anything to Brett Kavanaugh? Is Brett Kavanaugh? I mean, people no. seem to think that um I've heard theories that the way if a liberal clerk or somebody or justice leaked this, the person they think they can pressure 
is Brett Kavanaugh, which just seems Why? crazy to me. Number one, I don't even know if I want a Supreme Court that could be pressured. Is that crazy? Like, that's not, that isn't the idea. The broken part of Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court came three years ago. It doesn't come. I mean, you know, I I week. don't care if he's pressured and that means that abortion yeah. rights get to stay. Like, that's how it happened. Like, you don't get that, a right to know the, the, the times matter for a decision. And that could be the answer to the pressure. Like, this yeah, you're right. Like the Supreme Court is what it is. So I don't really it's not it doesn't bother me if he changes his vote due to pressure. I don't think he's going to change it due to people showing up at his house. I think that that causes more reactivity probably. But again, like that's where the country is. You know what? I want Brett Kavanaugh's daughters to ask what people yeah, are doing. Yeah, why are their kids why are, why are they here? here? I mean, one of the kids that was protesting was like, "Well, I did like I blocked, I hid my story from his daughter so she wouldn't feel bad." I'm like, "Let her see that fucking story." Yeah, but I right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like ultimately these people are like friends and neighbors and that makes a difference. Yeah. But I feel like if this keeps going in the direction it's going, like this is going to showing up at a guy's house like that's going to seem like a joke. Ultimately, okay, if the laws are heading in the direction as the headlines are indicating, you can get a full rundown on the morning announcements today, tomorrow, every day. What ultimately it's probably going to become is a series of like abortion safe states and abortion non-safe states. And that aligns with a lot of other political things. And ultimately, like the country's just going to become kind of like two different, if there's no formal civil war you know like you're right. just gonna have two very a tale of two countries amanda could read the whole thing in the bath <laughs> <laughs> i know thank god i went to lush yesterday i really oh, treated good. myself i really good. yesterday i took my credit card out and had a nice day i don't know good why i did it good. but i don't regret it i needed it i needed a good bath I needed you know it. what you deserve a bath you deserve a bath <sighs> but yeah so like that's what it's gonna be and if it's gonna be that extreme and if if there's going to be you know, it wasn't a violent protest. Right, right. People are allowed to gather on a sidewalk. Yeah, do what you want. If it makes you feel good, if it feels like you're doing something, it just like really stung to me that a neighbor that is probably a liberal who doesn't feel personally affected by it was just like, he was like, his anger, his irritation that moment was towards the protesters. I'm How like, old was this Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, I don't know. I I was guessing. Everyone described it as like a man walking by who didn't want to be, didn't want to be identified. And it's like, well, there you go. Let's also think about like, who are these neighbors? Like totally. these guys, totally. if they're if Chevy they are Chase, liberal, Maryland. they're from yes, they're you know white guys Chevy who Chase work liberal, in a law yeah. firm, or they're an accountant, or they're a doctor, and they're successful, and they're you know they have their liberal bona fides, and they go to the Kennedy Center honors and all that shit, but they don't want it to like affect their kids' friendships or anything. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like that's kind of the reality of DC, and. Mm -hmm. uh, that's its own conversation for another day. I'm sure Caitlin would love that one. Yeah, definitely. We will have that one with her later this week. That is our show for today. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is The Betches Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.